folks, it has been quite some time. I apologize for any of my uh, frequent flyer listeners, um, but I, you know, I'm back and I'm I've got a good got a good podcast episode to go over today. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. And also shout out to all of the people that reached out to me about being on the Spotify Wrapped for 2021. Like you guys are my people, and that just filled me with so much joy because I definitely didn't think people would actually listen to this. So that's exciting. Um, but today I've got a special guest and why they're a special guest is because they've already been a special guest and that's so special. Um, I've got my friend Jacob Valliere. He was on my very first episode of the Building the Blueprints podcast and I've got him here tonight to talk about a very special topic that I'll let Jacob discuss. And so yeah, without further ado, here is Jacob. What's up? Yep, it is me, Jacob Valliere, uh, or... Jacob Edwards, you know, if you want to go that route too. Um, happy to be here, Alicia. Thanks for having me on. Jacob, I am kind of switching it up. I usually I usually ask people like what's their motivation or like what gives them motivation. But I kind of want to start switching it up and be like, what is the best fun fact that you have? Yeah, um, I got a couple, uh, but you only asked for one, but I'm going to go with two. The first one is uh, I just got married a few months ago, Let's three months ago. Yeah. And so uh, married man put a ring on it. Sorry, ladies. Um, and so that's kind of fun. I think, I mean, some people find that fun. I think it's fun uh, to be married. Uh, and also speaking of podcasts, my other fun fact is I have my own podcast. If anybody out there likes listening to people rant about sports. I have my own sports podcast called the Jadava show, J A D A V A. Um, so if you're ever in the neighborhood of sports talk podcasts, check it out. But that's about as fun as I get low key. Those are some pretty fun facts. And man, let me tell you, Jacob's wife is awesome. Claire, if you're listening to this, love you. Miss you, girl. Hope you're doing well. Um, Such a great couple. Spent a lot of good time with them. So um, they've also got a really cute dog named Shep. And uh, never mind. I'm going to start like reminiscing too much. But anyway, um, I know he's so cute. Um, Jacob, what are we talking about today? Uh, So... I'm going to be talking about the topic of authenticity, which is a pretty big topic um, because, you know, we were sort of, yeah, Alicia and I were actually talking about this um, last time we were on the phone, which was like a week ago or something, just catching up. Um, and we were talking about what we would like to get across as a topic. And the topic of authenticity is so big and it's big for a lot of reasons, but for me personally, I have really been thinking a lot about that topic. You know, I've been thinking a lot about how, you know, what are the most attractive qualities that I find in Christians? And too often in my life, I've dealt with Christians that you just don't know where they're at, you know, like where they come from, like their background, what they're currently going through, you know, like you know, some things that they go through that they don't even let their closest friends know about or their even their family members know about or or they, they just don't express themselves in the way they want to be expressed because they're so bottled up. Um, and I've just thought about how much of a 
big quality it is to have authenticity because that just opens the door for so much ministry and such good witnessing because when you open the door when you're authentic with people they can trust you they can you know it it opens up a lot of things i don't want to give too much of it away because we're going to be talking about it obviously but that's basically why we're here today we're talking about the importance of authenticity and being authentic um and yeah that's pretty much what we're talking about yeah i'm not gonna lie jacob um was like begging and pleading to be back on the podcast and he was like super excited um just kidding but no when 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 (laughs) when we were thinking about this topic i honestly was like Honestly, I've, I mean, we've all heard the word authentic, I'm sure, but I honestly was like, what the heck does that even mean? And it seemed like it's just kind of a big fancy word, and, and I honestly had to go on Merriam-Webster Dictionary to fi- like figure out the definition of it, just to like truly kind of like fine-tune what it meant. And honestly, then it was still like such a deeply rooted word that I still, like it took me a while to really think about like what what are my thoughts and like how does this affect the Christian world? And there's quite a few definitions um but truly like the main ones that kept popping up were like true and accurate like the original not copied or false and so I really kind of had to like I personally was asking around and was like what is your definition of authentic and how do you apply this to life and and stuff like that so I kind of wanted to scratch your head Jacob and see kind of like what does authentic mean to you how I've always sort of thought of authenticity and how I've tried to apply it to my own life um, is, are you the same person when nobody else is looking? Like when, when you're in front of a big crowd of people and you're like a people person, your life of the party and you're up in the front of the room making everybody laugh and you're the center of attention. Like, do you have that same energy when you go back home and it's just you or are the complete opposite? Are you, just shy, completely quiet, want to just be in the moment? And are you that same way when you get back to your house? Or are you like the complete opposite, completely loud and opinionated and have all of these things to say, but you just don't want to say them in front of other people? Um, are you the same person when no one's looking? Um, that's sort of how I've, I view it, because I, if anybody knows me, I like to think that I am around the same person when no one is looking. Obviously, we're all a little bit more you know we do we have different things that we do around certain people but i think part of what makes people authentic and what i think of how i'm authentic is like i don't change from person to person i like to give everybody the same type of thing you know i if if that makes sense because i think that's like that's the best way to have like credibility as well and a true witness is you don't have to like be a different person for different people. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there was another definition that was saying that it's an adjective to describe being true to your own nature in the face of pressures to conform to local norms. And so I think that like everything you just said is, is what I was thinking as well. 
um, in terms of like, are you the same person universally, like no matter who you were with? And, and yeah, it's going to be different if you're with your family. It's going to be different if you're with your childhood best friends versus friends you just met from church. But essentially, it's like, are you staying true to like all of your values? Are you staying true to all your morals? Are you like, are you not conforming to what the world is like wanting you to do? Like, are you able like one of my one of my mentors, I actually asked and they they kind of defined it as you're figuring out who you are, you're knowing who you are, living that out even when it's uncomfortable. And I was like, ooh, mic drop. That is good stuff. And they're saying like, are you able to, and we'll get, I mean, I can get into it later, but they basically were saying the same thing of like, are you able to be universal? And like, even when times are tough, are you able to stand firm in, in what you believe and face that no matter what the society's trying to get you to do at that time? I'm excited. This is a deep topic. I honestly thought like, man, how, well, where are we going to go with this? But honestly, it's a pretty uh, heavily rooted thing. So like I'm, I kind of wanted to tap into the definition of it and just kind of like get that that uh, foundation going. But then my next question is, are we being authentic? Like, are we authentic each day? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it is easy to sit up here, you know, during that first sort of question we went through and talk about, well, I think I'm authentic or, or you think you're authentic you know, and the ways you, but are we actually doing it? I think it's a very important thing. Like there's any question in your, you know, walk with the Lord where it comes to your own character. Like, yeah, I can say all the right things, but am I actually walking it out? And so I, I think it's an important question to ask yourself as you are, you know, ingratiating yourself with certain friend groups or people at your job or people in your classes or people in your ministry or people in your family like am i being authentic with that like do they really know the real me or am i putting on some type of facade or some type of charade in front of them i think it's a very important question to ask as we sort of dive into it here yeah, and I think kind of like I stated earlier with my mentor and kind of their definition of authentic authenticity is kind of just starting off with like, who are you? Like, I think to determine if you're authentic, you kind of need to know like, who are you? Who do you want to be? Like, who has God created you to be? Because that is ultimately the true question, because like you can't be yourself like if that's the true definition of authenticity is like being yourself and being the original like if you don't know who you are then like how the heck are you gonna know if you are being authentic if you're being yourself if you're being original if you're not being somebody else if you're not you know following the status quo like you need to know who you are so how do you kind of know like how do you gauge that yeah i mean that's valid you know to like how do you gauge how authentic you are, who you really are as a person. Um, and I guess I could answer that by bringing up how, you know, I had a friend who I will leave anonymous for the sake of this, but I had a, I have a friend that we really got a different version of this friend every time we saw him. And so it was really up to us to create in our minds who he like who we thought he was like is he like a nice guy or is he like kind of a you know you know what 
or is he like charitable or is he je- like greedy or is he jealous like we had no idea we saw a different side of him every time we saw him and it was hard to gauge so we sat him down and we said to him you know like what like who are you not not who are you but like who are you trying to be like it feels like every time you show up you're a different person like who are you trying to be who are you trying to imitate it's almost like um, like, have you ever gone to a movie and it's, it could be like an action movie or something. And the main character has a certain personality type and you walk out of the theater and you almost try to like ad- adopt that character's personality trait. Cause you just watched it. Yeah. Like that's sort of what I thought with this person. And you know, it, it, I think it's so valuable to gauge who you really are as a person um, because that's where ultimate, ultimately authenticity starts with, with you. You have to understand, am I authentic? Like, do I find myself to be that? Um, because if the answer is no, then you got to do a little bit of digging. You got to do a little bit of soul searching. Um, but if the answer is yes, then, then that's a good place to start is, you know, okay, I, I know who I am. I'm deeply rooted. Um, and that's why it is so important to really sit down and think things out before you actually go into the real world because you don't want to, because first impressions are very, very important. You don't want to leave that type of first impression on a group of people or a specific person. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point of figuring out, like, are you who are you trying to be? And I think that confrontation's hard. So kudos to you for handling that the situation the way you did. Um, because I think that that's hard. And that's another thing to come up to is, is accountability, which we'll get to. But um, I think that that's, that's a tough situation because, and like you said too, it's like, if you can, if you answer that you don't think that you're authentic, then you have to do some digging. And I think, thank, I think for me personally, when I was thinking about authenticity, I'm just like, wow, I actually don't think that I am authentic. And like, I kind of tried not to get too pessimistic or anything, but I tried to, I was realistic about it. And honestly, if we're going back to that true definition of like, you're like trying to be like the original, then it's like Genesis 1:27 says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And So we're essentially, like, if we're doing it right, we're trying to live in the image of God and how he created us. And, like, as Christians, we're sinners, and we always fall short of the throne. And so in my head, I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, authenticity is similar to how we are sinners and, like, we'll never measure up. But, like, so I'm like, in my head, I'm like, wow, we'll never be authentic because we can tell everybody, like, hey, I'm praying for you or, you know, like, we can t- we can say that we read our Bible every day, but it doesn't mean that it's truly being rooted in us or that we fully got grasped it or whatever. Like, I think there's a lot, there is still such a gap. And so I think that's when it's really, that. this is why this is such an important topic, because we need to recognize if there is a gap present, and then we need to figure out the root of it and like where that comes from. And I think this is, that's why it's such a deeply rooted question and topic, because there's just a lot to it. And I really don't know if somebody can say 
you know, in my opinion, at least, I guess. I think this authenticity is not something that you can theoretically achieve, but it may be something more of that you can strive to be every day, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, you, you bring up, you brought up a good point with um, saying, you know, bringing up the fact that we're created in the image of God, but we are all still sinners, which, you know, is news that shouldn't be surprising to the average Christian. But part of authenticity is not like people think of that word and they think, oh, you know, I'm authentic. I just, you know, I keep it real or whatever. Like it's a little bit more than that. Part of the reason some people are not authentic is some people think that they are sort of living, they're sort of perfect. Like they got it all together. Like I tell you, I think about social media as a prime example of authenticity like people will go on instagram or twitter or whatever and post about how great their lives are and to the average person life looks like it's really good now i am not saying to everybody to start posting all their crap on social media because you know it's not uplifting or anything but part of being authentic is like sharing how I don't really have everything together. Like I've been messing up a lot recently. Like I'm actually going through it right now. You know, I think that adds a lot to your character and a lot to the characteristic of authenticity because when you have, when you break that barrier sort of, I guess, because God calls us to hold each other accountable and holding people accountable and holding yourself accountable is a great way of showing off authenticity. Like, it is so important to be able to reflect that and hold yourself accountable and call yourself out and, and, and really call out for help and not be afraid to tell people I'm struggling. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I really don't have it all together right now. And I need your guy. I need someone's counsel. I need someone's help because I'm, you know, just going through it. Like I, I find that a very attractive quality when it comes into authenticity is being willing to admit that not everything is perfect. Absolutely. And I think a couple of things that have come up too is just like, who do you want to be and who does God want you to be? So if you really truly want to be like a good prayer warrior, I mean, obviously you're not going to be perfect. And I like that you mentioned that of like some people do think that they're perfect or they don't understand that there's more to it. But I think this is a good question to like basically check yourself and say like, where am I missing the mark somehow? And um but if you want to be like a true prayer warrior, like that requires praying fervently and that requires a lot of work. And I think authenticity can expose weaknesses. And it's like, theoretically, if you were a prayer warrior, it would be very evident and doesn't mean that you're going to be better or worse than anyone else, but it's going to be evident if you are putting in the work to do it. If that's what you want to be, like you're going to put in effort towards it. And essentially you're going to be like, it's going to be no, it's going to be evident and you're going to see the outcome of that. And if you, but if you were to say like, I want to be a prayer warrior and like, that's what you tell people and like, you're feeling confident in that then, and you're not doing that, it'll be evident. Does that make sense? It does. Um, I think that falls into, you know, who do you want to be? Well, I want to be a prayer warrior. Well, then go and be that. You know, don't try to be someone else. 
be have the characteristics of a good prayer warrior and develop those but the bigger question i think when we ask ourselves are we being authentic you know who does god want you to be you know like does god doesn't want you to bottle everything up you know that's like i think that's a sign of restraint that the lord calls us out of you know we are supposed to be holding each other accountable i sort of been, i said this earlier holding each other accountable proclaim like the lord has given us all incredible gifts and talents and skills and passions if you're a guitar player right you're a really good guitar player and alicia knows about this because we both play guitar and she plays better than i do um if you play the guitar and you're really good you're really good like you could be in a band headlining big time music festival but you never like god gave you the gift of playing guitar but you never actually pick it up or you're an incredible singer but you never sing because you just you're bottled up i think that's that god has given you that talent and i think it is shameful and it it robs you of the gifts that god gave you to never actually use those you know and to never actually go out and 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 show off what god gave and and it's not showing off like if god gave you a gift like i thought i know a few of the gifts that god gave me and i proudly you know will display those not because i'm a proud person or because i'm full of myself because i know god gave me this for a reason you know why not use it? You know, why do I have to bottle it up or act like I don't have it? I want to be real. I want to be authentic and show you like, yeah, like for me, it's public speaking. God gave me a skill and a talent for public speaking, whereas a lot of people don't have that skill. And so I like to speak publicly. I like to get up front and talk and be the center of attention, not in a selfish way, but because I know that that is a that is sort of what God made me to be. That's what God gave me as a gift. And so I, I like to use it and bless others with it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's, that's me trying to be as authentic as I can be. If I'm not a great singer, I don't want to like sing. Or if I'm not a great guitar player, I don't want to, you know, just slam on the strings just, just to look cool. Like, that's not me. That's not what I was, you know, that's not a talent that God gave me. You know, and that was sort of, you know, a long response, but does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's such a good, like a real life application. Like I think that's a perfect example. And, um, I kind of had, I kind of had a thought process too. Like I love analogies. And so that was actually a perfect, like real life application to like what I'm about to say, like my analogy of like how I kind of had to think about it. Cause it's such a weird topic. Like it's so deep. And I really had a hard time like wrapping my head around it, to be honest, because there's just so much to it. But like, honestly, I kind of just thought about the body of Christ in first Corinthians. And I kind of just thought about like comparing the body of Christ to like an actual human body. And I kind of think about it in my head at least, but I'm an athletic trainer. So like, I always think about anatomy and whatever. Think about what moves the body. People, humans move the body of Christ, right? Like we're moving like the kingdom of God. And I essentially think of like humans kind of like muscles. Like there are so many muscles in the body. Every single muscle is important and is 
like there for a purpose and a reason. Like if one muscle is not doing its job, the body like doesn't work like it should. So think about that. Like every single person has its own origin. So where they come from, its own insertion. So where they're going and their own action. So everybody has their own roles and responsibilities and God-given talents and gifts and everything and skills. And so like, like it says in first Corinthians, like, let's just say like you are a muscle in the shoulder, but you want to be a part of the the leg of some sort you're wishing to be in somebody else that you're not you are perfectly placed where you are and you are unique to that body part and you are specifically a part of a region of the of the kingdom of god so if you're spending your time trying to like be a part like you like the shoulder it does not work like the knee works and vice versa the body will compensate and the kingdom of god kind of suffers ultimately kind of literally how first corinthians talks about so every single person is important and if you're trying to be something you're not the body will suffer for it and it'll be exposed and what you said is if you have the ability to sing if you have the ability to play guitar if you don't use it like that's kind of not a waste but that's such a beautiful quality that other people might not have and they and like it's one thing to learn things and to to teach like be taught things but it's another thing when something comes natural and then you're just like wishing upon something else absolutely and you bring up a great point that kind of leads me into uh, the big topic of are we being authentic or are we authentic? Because we have to sort of live it out every day. You have to ask yourself, am I living this out every day? Am I authentic every day? Like James 2, a faith without practice is meaningless. Well, you sort of said if, you know, if you're not being off, if one part of the body falters, you know, the rest of the body will suffer as a result. James 2, a faith without practice is meaningless. If, you know, take it like the best player in the NBA over the last 20 years is LeBron James. He's incredible. But he would not be nearly as good if he never practiced, but he still came out and played. He would be a little bit, you know, rough around the edges. He wouldn't shoot as well. If I was a pastor and I never sat and meditated on what I was preaching or prayed about what I was preaching on and I went out every Sunday just hoping to make something up on the fly, it's not going to be good. And guess what? It's not going to reflect well on the other pastors. It's going to be a disservice to the members of the congregation. Just like if LeBron James doesn't practice and still shows up every game, it's not his performance will be worse and it won't only affect him but it's going to affect all of the players around him the coaches the fans will be upset like it affects so much more than just us you know our lack of authenticity and so that's why i have to live it out every day because if we don't you know we don't have that built up like we got to build it up the more that we go on because as good as LeBron James is, he can't just quit practicing right now, even though he's been great for 20 years. Like, no, you got to keep practicing. Like, Tom Brady still practices, and he's the best quarterback of all time. And I know I'm using sports analogies, but I've got my own sports podcast, dang it. And <laughs> if Billy Graham just stopped, you know, praying before his sermons and, and asking for God to breathe life into the words he's going to say and to give him the right words to say. If he just, at the end of his preaching career, just got up there and just said what it was on his mind, 
well, that's not God breathed and that's not going to be the best thing that God wants you to say. And you're going to say something you regret and, and it's going to affect so many more people than just you. And you don't know how much influence your witness has. And, you know, I love what you said about that analogy with the body of Christ, because take, for instance, if, you know, I lose my job or, okay, take it more like if my, if my dad lost his job while I was younger and, you know, he lost his job, he doesn't have that money coming in. So it doesn't just affect my dad because he lost his job. It affects all of us because we depend on him. And when he doesn't, his income in it doesn't affect just him it affects all of us and so i love the analogy you use about the body of christ and how how everybody is dependent on each other because that's just how a body works and so we need to be living out each day and practicing each day being authentic because without living it out when time comes for us to actually live it out you know we'll have to have, you know, practiced it a little bit more. We'll have had to have been authentic already. You can't just switch it on a dime. It takes time. It takes practice. And a faith without practice is meaningless, just like a work without practice is meaningless. Yeah, and I think something um, that I was thinking about, too, is, like, imagine if Jesus was inauthentic. Like, imagine if he was not the same with every person. The love that we are called to show every day, like, imagine if that was not universal. And imagine if he spoke to the woman at the well differently than he did, you know, his disciples. Imagine if he were, like, just not the same with everyone and not and also if he were not the person that would constantly be fervent in prayer always going like he was god but he still was so fervent in his prayer and relied on god and nothing else and he did and that's why i mean obviously that's why he's the picture perfect example of like what we need to be looking at and being every day like that's the living example but just imagine that, like, I think that's kind of a good depiction in my, like, that helps me kind of depict it of like, man, this is what inauthenticity could look like. And that's wild. Like, imagine how that would have changed. And so now it's kind of like, if you can't honestly say that you're authentic, which I think that I don't, I mean, it'd be really like, I think you can strive towards authenticity, but I don't know if it's something that's actually like achievable. Like, oh, I finally grasped it. I think it's just something to achieve kind of like running after the Lord every day. Um, nobody ever actually fully grasps it because then that would be like, you're perfect and you're nobody else and we're all sinners. And I think the important thing to ask is like, what is your gap? Like what area of life are you not being honest with, with your either yourself or your, your relationships or with people around you or with God even? Um, like what areas... Because kind of like earlier with like the basketball analogy, it's kind of like if you're practicing free throws, like ultimately the more you practice, the more muscle memory it becomes. And then it is evident when you have got it down, like the pressure that you seek in a game situation where you're needing to do a free throw, it is evident that you practice how you handle the pressure, how it, from the arc of your wrist to everything. It come, But if you haven't practiced, that will be exposed. And so like if you're like, LeBron where like you're not doing your part and you're not you're not going into it with practice and 
um, with all you've got and you're putting in effort and you're just expecting to make a ton of money and you're like, I'm just going to blow this game and not put in any practice. It's like, you're right. It does affect more people than you think. And not saying that like, it's all on him, but like, if you're going to be, if that's your job and that is what you're getting paid for and people are relying on you and you're not going to put in the effort and then you're going to go up there and be like, Oh, I'm a, I'm, I can make it. It's whatever. It's like, no, like you have to be doing this every single day, putting in effort and muscle memory will build up and then you'll get better. Um, but ultimately like it can't be just a, a fluke thing. Sort of bring it to here. I think for me, something I can struggle with sometimes when it comes to authenticity and being authentic is, you know, that cloud in my head that always say like, well, what if people don't like who you really are? You know, like, what if you reveal yourself too much and people reject it? I have a fear of rejection. I always have. You know, I can be straight up and I'll be authentic and tell you that I that I fear rejection from anything. And so I've always struggled with that is I, I don't want to come across as too much or too little in certain situations, depending on how I'm feeling. Like I, I you can ask my wife, like when I'm upset, I am I wear it. You, know, you can sort of tell like or when I'm in any type of mood. I wear it. You can tell. Like, I don't hide it very well. Um, and that's a blessing and a curse because I find that as authentic, but it's also you are <clears throat> you are telling people exactly what you're thinking, and sometimes it's not nice. Sometimes it's not fun. And that's another thing I sort of struggle with is I'm like, sometimes authenticity hurts other people. Even when it's needed, it's not fun to bring up. It's, you know, it's not fun to, like have conversations arise from that sort of thing. You know what I mean? So um, that's sort of something I struggle, <clears throat> struggle with when it comes to showing that. And maybe you can relate to that as something you struggle with or something of that nature. Yeah. I think that's why you and I get along so well is because we're both very transparent and we kind of like, you can definitely tell where we're at. And I, th so it's just like such a joy, like when we're joyful, because you know that it's super genuine, but if we're like, super mad or whatever, then it's not the greatest time. And it's a blessing and a curse, I would say. But I think I definitely have that that thought process too. I, what I was thinking about when I was going through this was just the lack of confidence, like overall confidence that I have in myself. And I think that that stems from years of lack of emotional support from whatever reason and like that's the deep rootedness of it is just going back to where did this start from and and that's my gap is like confidence across the board and and that kind of showed up in my job recently where it's like I just genuinely have this true disbelief in myself and it's because I just kind of had to do a lot on my own growing up and there was a lot like I have always had this this fear of like I was not smart because I was never pushed in academics and I was never like academics were never a priority so when my friends were succeeding in school because they were being pushed to like pursue their potential I was like am I just not smart because I'm not getting the same test grades and like my ACT score like I am ashamed honestly because I'm like wow that is a really crappy score and 
I feel like I identify as like somebody who's like not intelligent and I definitely have a lack of confidence in myself because I just had a lack of support. For me, I dove into it really deep, but I mean, my gap, if I don't believe in myself, then sometimes I stop believing in who God has me to be because I'm like, God, are you really sure that I'm able to do this? Or like, are you really sure that this is where I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to do, like where I'm supposed to be? And and so like it becomes a problem with my faith sometimes. And so I, how does your authenticity translate into your life? So like if you're not being authentic or you're not striving to be at least and you're not trying to figure out why you're missing the mark, how does that actually translate into your life? And like how does that affect everyone around you? How are you ultimately supposed to be telling people the truth of God and like the gospel if you're trying to come off as this like super Christian or whatever? People are trusting you. And this is a beefy topic because it's like very eye-opening of what the heck. Like we all need each other to be vulnerable and open to finding out this stuff about us, like about us as individuals. Kind of like wrapping up a little bit, what do you think are some good things that we can set in place to become authentic? I think there are a few ways. Um, and I've been pondering this even as we've been talking as well the first way is to imitate christ and i know that is easier said than done because you know <laughs> what's the term often imitated never duplicated you can't be exactly like christ but imitation is trying your hardest to be like something and in this case it is jesus so imitate christ Jesus was authentic. Jesus sat down and held people accountable and was not afraid uh, because he was the perfect savior, you know, wrapped in skin and in the form of a human. He was not afraid to share what was tough. He was not afraid to share the things of the gospels and God's word and God's message of hope and love, even when it was inconvenient for people, even when people didn't want to believe it. Christ still brought that message. Jesus still presented that message, even when it took him literally to a very violent death. And so that's one way. Imitate Christ. You know, be bold. Boldness is very key in all of this. I don't think there's anybody more bold in the Bible than Jesus. You know, people, the first thing you think of when it comes to boldness in the Bible is Paul, but it's actually Jesus because he went out of his way. He confronted people. Confrontation is not bad. It's not a sin. Jesus confronted people. And so that's the first one. Imitate Christ. That's a good starting point. Um, set up boundaries in your life. Uh, what, you know, what kind of boundaries do you want to set up? Like, for example, uh, okay, drinking, drinking alcohol. If you are under the age of 21 and listening, um, or even if you're not, you know, I won't drink till I'm old enough, till I'm 21. Well, you don't, you can't just say that and then post all over your uh, Instagram or Snapchat story, you drinking at a party, because that loses your witness. You're no longer authentic. Um, and so set up those boundaries. Like, well, I'm not going to, I, I'm going to be honest about it. Like, if you're over the age of 21 and you drink alcohol and you're a Christian, nothing wrong with that, except when in moderation are you being honest about it 
are you like, am I setting up a boundary? Like, I'm not going to seem like a hypocrite. I'm not going to get to a point where I am a different person almost, um, by your relationships, you know, set up side boundaries in your relationships. Like I'm, I'm going to withhold certain things in my relationships until marriage. Well, that the authentic part is not setting up the boundaries. The authenticity comes from actually living it out, right? Set up those boundaries in a relationship, set up boundaries when it comes to drinking alcohol. I know those are two very big subjects when it comes to Christians that they often wrestle with. Do you believe, ask yourself this also, and how do you become authentic? Do you believe in yourself and do you believe God has his best for you? Because uh, God believes in you, and I think that's a pretty good cheerleader to have in your corner. So I think him believing in you should easily mean it's easy to believe in yourself, although that is very difficult. Um, if, you be- if you don't believe in yourself, it's hard to be authentic because you don't really love the way God made you. But if you find that security and you find that sense of assurance from the Lord— and you believe in yourself, and you believe God has his best for you, it is very easy to sort of take pride in how God made you, not in a selfish way, but in a joyful way almost. And finally, there's accountability. Are you holding your friends accountable? Are you encouraging them? Are you able to handle conflict when things don't go your way? Because a lot of times, when we, when we strive to be authentic, we run into situations where we have to have hard conversations. We have to show tough love. And that has to, a lot of times, you know, you don't really show tough love to strangers or acquaintances or random coworkers. No, you do that with your friends and your, your close friends and your family because those are the people you invest in the most. You care about the most, and those are the people that are watching you the hardest. And so, you know, there's the, you know, we have a capability that, you know, there's the capability that we are not authentic all of the time. We change a lot and we go through many different seasons of life. I'm not the same person now, even personality wise that I was a decade ago when I was in middle school, but we got to set boundaries to make sure we're staying true to who we are as people and who we are as children of God. And I think that if we keep those in mind, we'll have an easier time getting that sort of feeling of authenticity. How are we being authentic? Well, you imitate Christ, set up boundaries, set up standards, believe in yourself as God believes in you and believe that God has the best for you. And then just keep in mind accountability. I just want to say that um, I take credit for those notes, um, but Jacob read them a lot better than I would have. So I'm okay with it. Um, No, I'm just kidding. But um, (laughs) no, I mean... I think it's all so true, and I and I think, I mean, as we, like, officially wrap up, check yourself. Are you being authentic? And if not, what is the gap that you need to fill? And then once you find that, and once God helps you find that, then 
how are you going to maintain that and going forward? So God is good and you are good. And, you know, everyone is a sinner and that's our nature. But we also serve a God who loves us so much. And we are so uniquely and beautifully made, every single one of us, so individually. And the root of all of it is like finding out like who you are and finding out what is your purpose and and what does God like finding God's best for you is like such a prize and such a goal and something to strive for each day because it's beautiful and that is what's perfect is just striving after God. Jacob, you know, it's kind of a, a late night podcast episode, but uh thank you for being on here and coming back and you know, just just saying all your words of wisdom. I think it's fun. I I think we think very similarly, so it's very fun to just bang ideas off of each other and kind of just banter back and forth. It's very fluid, so appreciate you, and I miss you and Claire, and I hope you guys are doing well, and I miss Shep, too. He's a cute little pup. Yeah, absolutely. We miss you, too, and yeah, thanks for having me on and having this conversation. I've been wanting to have this conversation in some form, and I appreciate you for allowing the platform and it is an honor to be a friend of an Alicia Kincaid run podcast. So I appreciate it very much. So Stop. Well, that's funny. Okay, folks. Well, you heard it here. I can't promise when the next episode is going to be because life throws a lot of curveballs and, and all that, that good stuff. But you know what? Thinking of everybody and the next episode, I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll see. So if you have any ideas, let me know. But until next time, this is the Building the Blueprints podcast. Bye.